Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. If you would turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, I want to read just the, this is Mary in her encounter with the angel Gabriel. And if you notice, you will never find Gabriel in a fight nor will you ever find the archangel Michael bringing a message. Michael was there to fight, and Gabriel was there to bring a message. Everyone had their role. And you'll never see Gabriel. When Gabriel shows up, the angel Gabriel, he's delivering a message. Whenever Michael, the archangel, showed up, he was ready to fight. And so you got to know which angel is showing up, because you might be ready to fight an angel that came to bring you a message. Or you may be waiting for a message from an angel that's ready to fight. Some of you get that on the way home, okay? A little deep for uh, 11 o'clock in the morning on uh, Sunday. But Mary has a visitor by the name of Gabriel that shows up and he tells her, you're going to have a child and you're going to name him Jesus. And throughout this conversation, this is the angel's response to Mary's questions and says this, and do you not know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. The angel Gabriel closes out his conversation with her with this last statement. Nothing you see is impossible with God. Say that last part with me. Nothing you see is impossible with God. With God. Look at your neighbor and tell them, nothing you see is impossible with God. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning in the presence of God. I want to tell you the story about this young lady by the name of Mary. Mary is a young lady who is a young virgin girl that's uh, been betrothed or engaged to an individual by the name of Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. And here we have young Mary and her her encounter. I want to take you back a few verses earlier. Go with me to verse 26 of chapter 1 of the book of Luke. And I want you to take a look at this story. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin Engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph. Everyone say Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. Everyone say Mary. This was at a time where uh, the white dress meant something. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning, you are beautiful with God's beauty. And I'm reading out of the the message version. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. I want to read it to you as well out of the the, the New King James Version or the King James Version, which I want you to notice his greeting that he gives to her. And you've heard this before. And it says this, he says, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Something I want you to understand this morning. I need everyone to understand this morning that you are favored of God. 
Say it again, Pastor. You are favored of God. No matter what people have said about you, no matter how people have torn you down, no matter what people may have said, you'll never amount to anything, you'll never accomplish anything, you'll always be broke, you'll always be addicted, you'll always be in bad relationships. I need someone to know this morning that God looks upon you this morning, that God favors you, that God looks at you this morning, and when he sees you, he lets you know that you are beautiful, that you are beautiful inside and you're beautiful outside, that God God looks at you as a special treasure. Come on, somebody give God praise this morning. You see, I need you to understand that you have to first be able to receive the message of greeting that you are wonderful and you are beautiful before you can receive the promises of God. You see, before the angel gives her the promise, he adds value to who she is. And when you have a low self-esteem or you look down upon your abilities, it will, uh, it will each and every time abort the promises of God in your life. Because you don't think you're worth it, you don't think you're valued, and so whenever God gives a word, as you sit here in church, you will abort the, the word of God that has been sent out to your life, and you will kill it off because you don't think you're worth it. And so the first thing the angel does is he prepares the soil. He comes in and he tells Mary, he tells her, Mary, rejoice highly favored one, the Lord is with you. See, God is with you. I need someone to know this morning, God is with you. Come on, say it again, Pastor, God is with you. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. God is with you. You feel like God has abandoned you. You feel like God's forgotten you. You feel like you're cursed. Someone needs to hear me this morning that God is with you. He hasn't left you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you that God is with you. Pastor, I lost my job this year. God is with you. I'm going through a divorce. God is with you. I got bad news from the doctor. God is with you. Oh, come on, somebody say it. God is with me. Come on, speak it. God is with me. You got to make that declaration. And I want you to notice what happens in verse 29. She says, she thought she was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. Now, I've shared this before. This blows me away. This is a bad woman. Bad in a good way, okay? Mary is just an amazing young lady that an angel shows up, and not just any angel, an archangel. There's only three archangels mentioned in the Bible. Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer, who was cast down. And I want you to understand something, that Gabriel shows up, and this ominous, majestic being shows up in front of Mary, and Mary is not tripping that an angel showed up. She's tripping on the greeting he gave. That, that tells me that she's comfortable with the supernatural. She has no problem believing in angels. She has no problem dial, di dialoguing with angels or the supernatural. She's comfortable in that realm. What she's uncomfortable with was the greeting she received. I want you to notice the greeting that she, the Bible says she, she was baffled by the greeting. Not by the angel, by the greet. You're blessed. You're favored. You know what blows me away is that many of us have no problem believing in God, but we have a problem of God believing in us. 
Say it again, Pastor. We have no problem believing in God. But we have a pro problem when God believes in us. That's why we can take this word, and when we go through the word, and we see these words that talk about, I'm the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, that I am more than a champion. And we read these things, what we end up doing every time that word is released is that we throw it out because we say it doesn't apply to me. Because of the color of my skin, because of the struggles I went up through, because of the, the, because of the depression I'm going through, because of the sickness, because of the family that I was raised in, because of the sins that I've committed, because of the thoughts that I've had, because of the problems that I'm going through, because of the addictions. I need you to understand, and someone needs to grab a hold of this, God believes in you. Many of us struggle having faith in God when more importantly, you have struggled wondering whether God has faith in you. And this is what the angel's doing. He's getting Mary prepared here. Notice with me in verse 30, he says, but the angel assured her and said, Mary, you have nothing to fear. Now, there's an angel standing there. And the angel says, you have nothing to fear. He says, God has a surprise for you. Hey, Christian Worship Center, I want you to know that God has a surprise for you. Oh, somebody got to get excited. We're, we're coming to Christmas time, you know what I'm saying? And you, you time to, to open up a gift. The, what, the gifts that I think are most exciting are when you get it from the person you didn't expect to get one from. Those are the ones that mean the most. You're like, you know, uh, all of a sudden you walk, then you feel, you feel embarrassed because uh, I, didn't, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> it's those gifts you don't expect. Now, I, I tell you what, there was one year I received a gift from, from an individual from the church that just blew me away because I knew this individual couldn't afford it. The, the, the amount and the sacrifice that went into what they gave us, it was embarrassing for me. I was so humbled. Cisco, you blew me away that, that, that day. And I told you that. I, I was so embarrassed that you went to that level. When, when you're surprised, surprises, are just they, they, they catch you off guard. They, they blow you away. I need you to understand, God says, I, I got a surprise for you. You will become pregnant, and you will give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. Notice the attributes. His name will be Jesus. He will be great. He will be the son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. In other words, he's going to be a king, and he will rule Jacob's house forever and forever. And that there's going to be no end to his reign. He's going to reign forever. you got to imagine that not only does, is God going to give her a surprise, but God has given her a promise that the son that you are going to deliver, you are going to deliver the deliverer. Mary, you're going to carry the deliverer. You're going to deliver the one that's going to deliver mankind. You're going to deliver the Messiah. You're not just going to have a baby. This baby's going to be special. And I know every parent thinks their kids are special. Isn't that special? We all think our kids are special. 
But I need you to understand that God is telling her that your kid's going gonna, gonna to be like no other. This kid's going to be great. This kid's going to be amazing like no other kid you've ever seen. Now look, look at her reply. I, I love what Mary does. She, she gets this promise that God has a surprise for her. Her response to the promise is this. Isn't, oh, no, uh -uh, that can't happen. She's like, uh, hold on a second. Um, how? Uh, how is this going to happen? I, I'm, I don't know much about biology. Don't know much about kids. I, I, don't, I don't know much about biology, but I know enough to know that babies come as a result of intimacy. And I haven't been intimate with any man. I, I'm sure I, I haven't been intimate. How, how is this going to happen? I, I, I need you to understand that she's not questioning God's power. She's questioning the process. I, I'm so glad to know that we might not understand the process, but it doesn't keep us from receiving the pro promise. That you don't have to understand the process that God moves, but you can still receive his promises. Now, I want you to notice here that this is when, at this point in many of our lives, we get the promise of God, and this is where most promises die. Because we don't understand the pro process, we abort what God is trying to birth in us. How are you going to fix my marriage? How are you going to restore my finances? How are you going to heal my body? How are you going to help me break this addiction? How are you going to help me get through this depression? And because I don't understand how God is going to do it, we end up aborting and saying, well, that word doesn't apply to me. That word's not going to come alive in me. It might be for my friend. It might be for my neighbor. But this word isn't for me. And so we end up giving up on the word that God gave directly to you because you don't understand how it's going to happen. Remember the story of the sower? Jesus tells a parable of the sower. And he says that as he's sowing seed, that some seed fell on stony ground, some seed fell on, on, on uh, stony ground, some fell on, on, on thorny ground, and other seed fell on good ground. And he says that, that some of the seed, that when it was thrown out, that the, when the word wasn't understood, that the birds would come and it would pick it out. It would steal the word. Whenever you don't understand something, when Jesus explains that parable, he says, whenever you don't understand the word, and the word, the, the, the seed that it's talking about is the word sperma. Seed is sperma. What does that sound like? Exactly. Sperm. Because a seed, you notice that throughout the word of God, whenever it talks about so-and-so uh, begot so-and-so, so-and-so begot so-and-so, it was always begot, it was the father that did the begetting. Yet ain't no father gave birth. At least from what I understand, men can't give birth. All the men say, amen. But the child is given credit to the father because a woman carries the egg, but without the sperm, that egg cannot be fertilized. And so it's considered to be the seed of the father that gives life to the child. Now, follow me. 
When the seed is being sown, when the sperm of God is being released, that sounds kind of sick, but that's exactly what's going on. There is seed being sown. Every Sunday when the word of God is going forth, there is seed that's being cast out. There's seed that's being sown. But the problem is this, that if you don't understand the word that you received, that is the only time the enemy has a right to steal that word from you. When you don't understand a word where that word has not come to life in you, where that word is given and it just sits on the soil of your soul, but you don't soak it in, you don't study, you don't dig deeper, you don't take notes, you don't go back and study it later. All you do is sit here, listen, fall asleep, go home. You haven't been in church. You just wasted an hour. The enemy has a right to steal the word. The word of God says, my word will not come back void. That, that sperma of God will not come back void. But when we don't understand it, it sits there and the enemy can take it off. Steal it from you. I'm trying to get you to understand this morning that God has a surprise for you. He has a promise for each and every one of you in here this morning. I want you to understand something this morning. This, the angel goes on in verse 35 and says this. i got to keep moving. Notice what happens here. She, this is what I love, though. Let me say this before we move forward. I love the fact that Mary has enough of a relationship with God to ask questions. Some of us think that faith is just blind faith. That we don't ask any questions. That's not faith. That's stupidity. That's where cults are started. Somebody say amen. amen. That When you don't ask questions, that's where cults are started. That's where you get these Jim Jones moments going on. That's where you get people drinking Kool-Aid with cyanide. That's where trouble happens. When you don't ask questions, when you don't see. The word of God says study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. You got to be able to study, ask questions, and dig in to understand the word. I love that Mary was not afraid. She had enough of a relationship with God to say, wait a minute. Appreciate the promise. But how are we going to do this? How, how is this going to happen? What's the process that, that we're going to go through? She felt confident enough in God that she was able to ask questions. There's times that we have to be okay with asking questions. That's not lack of faith. That's working out your faith. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, how do I know that? Because the angel's not offended. Look at in verse 35. Look at what the angel says here. And the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will hover over you. And therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called holy, the Son of God. How is this going to happen? Oh, I love this. This is such a powerful statement here. No, notice this. Let, let, me, let me get to the, to the scripture here. And as I get older, my arms are getting too short to see the words in my Bible. The Holy Spirit, when I love the way it, it, it says here in the, uh, for, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, my, my eyesight's kind of going, okay? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The power of the Most High will cover you. How... how how is the how, how is God going to create something in me 
He's going to overshadow you. The, 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 the same word, the same idea of when Moses went to the mountain and the cloud descended upon the mountain. When they built the temple and the priest went in and then the Shekinah glory of God descended and the priest could not even minister because of the cloud. The same cloud that when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, he was transformed from man into God in front of his three closest disciples that they shone like the sun and he became white as the sun, just bright to the point. And the cloud that came and the glory that filled there. This is the presence of God that we're talking about. We're talking an unabridged, unheld back, uninhibited presence of God. He's saying, Mary, God's going to come in and God's going to over overshadow you baby he's gonna come in and he's just gonna envelop you you're gonna find your yourself in the cloud of the glory of God you're gonna be in his presence and you're not just gonna experience his presence you're gonna have evidence that you were in his presence spirit of God will overshadow you I want you to understand that when we come under his covering nothing is impossible Great point, Dave. Two people totally missed that one. When we come under his covering, there's not a marital situation. There's not an addiction. There's not a depression. There's not a family problem. There's not a sickness. There's not a crisis. There is not a, 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 a relationship that God cannot mend in the shadow. When we're in his presence, you know what blows me away is the very people that say they're in his presence are usually the ones that are gossiping, backbiting, and have little evidence of being in the presence. The presence of God isn't just to say, oh, wow, this is great. Some of y'all traded one drug for another. You just, just, one addiction for another. Let me just get into the presence of God. Let me just... During worship, you just sit, you don't even sing, you just sit there and just enjoy other people's worship. <laughs> don't even say anything to God, you just sit there and enjoy everyone else's atmosphere that they created. And if they create a great atmosphere, you're able to get the residual effect of the cloud of glory. But you'll walk out and there's no evidence of being in his presence. It's not about having an experience. It's about having evidence that I've been in his presence. Mary walked out and she might not have looked any different when she got out of the presence. But she started producing when she gave birth to Jesus. She gave birth to the Son of God. There should be evidence that you and I have been in the shadow of the Almighty. There should be the love of God. There should be the grace of God. There should be the power of God. Evident because I've been in the presence. There has to be evidence that we've been in the presence of God. As we close, I want you to look here in verse 36, the scripture we opened up with. And the angel tells her this. And did you not know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived the son? Old as she is. I, I need you to check this out. This is so powerful. 
In other words, what he's telling, he's raising her faith level. Hey, Mary, it's already going on. There's a barren woman already, an old barren woman already having a child. God's already moving. And some of us have this idea, oh, if we could just get back to the good old days. I'm here to tell you the good old days are yet to come. These are the good old days. What we make it are the good old days. The breakthrough, the, the revelation, the, the revival. It's happening right now. And the angel's letting her know, Mary, God is doing something right now. And many of us are waiting for a breakthrough, waiting to see God do something. I'm here to tell you, God is doing it right now. There are barren people that are having children. God is bringing breakthrough in people's lives right here, right now, in this very moment. You don't got to wait for it for a year for another decade it's happening right now and he tells her nothing you see is impossible with God and I, I I love this I love nothing is impossible with God that the gap by where we end and what we need done there's this gap between our ability where our abilities our resources our talents end, and the miracle that we need over here, there's a gap in there that we call impossible. And we're looking at this gap, and there's no way I can get there. But when you trust God, you step into what man calls impossible. I call it the God zone. That, that's the zone where God dwells. Mary's going to be in the presence of God in the natural and God's going to show up in the supernatural and then produce something in the natural. Oh, you got to catch this. That when I'm in God's presence in the natural realm, God shows up in the supernatural realm. He does something inside me in the supernatural that has to produce in the natural. If I go into the natural and get into a supernatural place, but it doesn't produce anything in the natural realm, then I just wasted my time. I had a religious experience. But your encounter with God should have evidence. It should produce something. That when I come out of the presence of God, something has to be done. I want you to notice what Mary does. She says, Mary said, yes. Everyone say yes. She goes, I see it all now. I, it makes sense to me. What she was saying is now the enemy can't steal this seed that was given to me because I understand it now. When you understand the promise God gave you, the enemy can't steal it from you anymore. When you don't understand that you have a right to be financially well off, that you have a right to be physically healed, that you have a right to have peace in your mind, peace in your marriage, your family whole. When you recognize that and you understand it, the enemy can't steal it from you. I am the maids, the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Come on, somebody. No, she noticed that she didn't say ready to rule. Ready to take over. I'm ready to serve. What, what do you want me to do, God? Let me, what do you want me to do? Then she closes out with this statement. Let it be with me. Just as you said. Let it be. New King James, let it be unto me 
as you have spoken. Let it be unto me. You know what she was doing? She was saying, God, I agree with your ideas towards me. She came into agreement with heaven. What Mary was saying is, let it be unto me as you have spoken. Let your word be alive in me. And the reason many times we don't see the word of God working in our lives is because we haven't agreed with it yet. We haven't surrendered to it yet. God is just looking for someone, anyone that would be willing to take the time, take a moment and stop and say, God, here I am. I say yes. Yes to your word. Yes, Lord. God, I say yes today. Imagine what she was saying, this young girl, probably around 13 years old. To say yes to this angel and to say yes to God, she was taking her life in her hands. Because at this time, she is unmarried, although engaged, pregnant, and now she has to explain that this was a supernatural. You know what? When God gives you a promise and you start operating in it, there are things that are going to start to show in your life that's going to cause people to start judging you. People are going to be jealous and they're going to try to, to mess up your reputation. But when you say yes to God, you get rid of your reputation. You get rid of your life. And she was saying, God, even if I die, I'm willing to give my all to you. Because if you're able from me being in your presence to create God inside of me, you can protect my reputation. All he's looking for is for you to say, yes, let it be unto me as you have spoken. Bow your heads with me this morning. I'm here to speak to the barren. You will conceive. Here to tell you that those things that you thought were dead in your life can live. Here to tell you that the promises of God are still valued. Valued and valid in your life. The promises of God aren't just for other people, they're for you. You're not just putting in time in church. What you are doing right now is you're getting the word explained to you. So that the enemy can't steal it from you. So those seeds can then grow and produce fruit. And I call that stuff out in you right now. You are not damaged goods. You are not damaged goods. Every promise God has for you, he's saying, I have a surprise for you. You're favored. God not only loves you, he likes you. God loves you. He favors you this morning. Just want that to sit in for a moment, just right where you are. Just sit in the revelation that God favors you. You're not cursed. 
get that thought out of your mind right now. I break every word curse that has ever been spoken over your life. People that have been close to you, that have spoken things that have torn you down, not built you up. I break those words over you right now. Those words of men that have spoken down to the women, that, that have torn you down, that have called you the B word, that have called you a slut, that have told you you're never, you're, you're nothing, that you're just trash. I declare right now that you are valuable. I declare right now that you are not damaged goods. I declare right now in Jesus' name that God sees you as beautiful inside and out. And that you would hear right now the voice of your father reaffirming who you are. And that the voices of those men that have spoken against you would grow silent now in Jesus' name. Some of you men in here, you've been attacked. You're not a man. You're a sorry excuse for a man. You don't even take care of us. You don't do this. You don't do that. I speak now that you are a man of God. You have been designed and fashioned after his own image. That God fashioned you with dominion and the ability to rule. And I call out right now dominion in you and out of you right now. Right now the spirit of God is beginning to hover over you. He's beginning to hover over you right now. Begin to feel the presence of God beginning to descend over you right now. And let him release and create beauty in you right now. Just receive it. Just receive it. Let it be unto me. Let it be unto me as you've said. I am the head and not the tail. I am a lender and not a borrower. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am an overcomer. I am a champion. I was created and fashioned after the image of God Almighty. I carry the God image in me. I was not created just by God, but of God. I have the material of God in me. And so, Lord, right now I make this declaration. Let it be unto me as you have said. Let the word of God come alive in my life. I am healed. I am restored. Addictions broken. I declare my family back together. I call out my finances in order. Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Come on, stand to your feet right now as we worship. Let's set this atmosphere. Let the covering of God come into this place right now. Let the covering of God right now. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.